everybody. Welcome to Don't Make Me Come Back There, a funny podcast about family. Thanks for tuning in, folks. I'm a comedian and host of this podcast, Dustin Nickerson, here with Stephen English. Hey. And we are... I mean, can you get my credits? I'm also a comedian. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I hosted a show today with six people Ooh, in the audience. Yeah, you're a drop. So I'm, I'm getting I there. was supposed to headline that show. You made the right decision. And I canceled because I am beat <laughs> from the John Christ Madness Tour. Yeah. I've only done one week. I leave tomorrow, and it's insane. Absolute insanity. We, like, these shows, like, man, it was, like, just, like, 6,000 at the Verizon Center in Dallas. That's nuts. And then two sold-out shows, 4,500 each in Houston. He sold 9,000 tickets in Houston, man. That's crazy. And they're still, I think they're still, like, putting their houses back together. And they're like, you know what? Let's stop. What are you talking about right now? the hurricanes. <laughs> I know, man. Why are you like, bringing that stop. up? stop. It's... it's <laughs> Right. You know what, Houston? We'll cut this. I'm we'll no, cut this. it's staying in. Houston, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Do you know what I'm talking about? The today? artist formerly known as CT English. Was, it was hot down there. I was talking to somebody today about, because I've lived a lot of places in the United States, and everywhere I go, and I, I ask People them, like, know. I ask them, because like, I lived in Maryland, I've lived in uh, uh, the Midwest, and I always go, hey, you guys, you guys have tornadoes here. Isn't it scary? Or like in Maryland, I was like, hey, it rains here a lot. Like, don't you think it's scary? And they're like, yeah, but there's earthquakes in California. And I'm like, that's like once every like five years. You yeah, have this every single year. Yeah. Which is that's scary. A big, well, you know, we got one, th- the thing that we, the real thing that's scary here, though, is fires. Oh, not for me. I live in like the city. <laughs> Fires don't go to the city. No, 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 no. They have before. We have a bunch. We just have a bunch of craft beer. We'll just oh put gosh, it out with the crates gosh, of craft beer. That's the and that's exactly what people in your <laughs> part of town would do. Can we just? Can we just put a saison on can it? Can we just throw a hacky sack at it? <laughs> can we just? How do we? How do we put this out? I don't, can we just give it some positive vibes and watch the, watch the flames diminish? <laughs> Uh, yeah, dude. Uh, Houston was still great, like, cause they're so close to the Gulf. So we went, uh, we went from Memphis to Dallas to Houston. Houston, it was like ninety four with the humidity. I was like, yeah, y'all know it's fall, right? Yeah. <laughs> like it's autumn. Like, it's I, too much. I was felt so bad for the kids, like who got to get in Halloween costumes in like yeah. three weeks. Like, <laughs> you know, can we just be Michael Phelps for they Halloween? Have, can we just? They have heat index. It's it, like the opposite of wind chill in it, places with what it's, like, it's called the heat index. So yeah. it says like when it's it's like oh, what it is, what it it's feels 89 like. It's 89, but it feels like so it's like the opposite of wind chill, which I never knew about. Yeah, to, to they're like it's 92, but it feels like hell. But if <laughs> like <laughs> it's what. <laughs> <laughs> I always like it humidity when you're not used to it. It's just like you like walk outside and you're like, I think this is what it feels like in my underwear. <laughs> like, I think this is the in. <laughs> this is the this is yeah. the sensation. So uh, but this tour has been amazing and I'm super tired. And for those of you guys who came out to those shows and are listening now, thank you so much. Really appreciate uh, you guys tuning in. And uh, keep telling friends and uh, yeah. so on and so forth. We are doing this intro for this episode today live from my living room. Yes. Steven just said there were a couple cops down the house. A cop road. R- rolled up to the, I parked and a cop rolled up right in front of me and I thought it was about me. But for the once in my life, it wasn't. <sighs> Listen, I don't know how much. Okay, well, I'm going to share this and then we're going to decide later whether or not this can be on this podcast. <laughs> 
good good start. Because I'm not going to share my address yeah, or I will. Like, <laughs> listen, we live in like a a busy area. Yeah, like it's a we're in La Mesa mm-hmm. and we're Spanish in be- for it, the we're table. In, yeah, exactly. We're in between two busy streets. Yeah, we're the connector street. Two houses down from us, there is consistent activity. That's where it was. Yes, I know exactly where it was yeah. by the garage. Yeah. There is <laughs> There's an old older man mm-hmm. but does not dress like an older man. Nice. He's dressed like a younger woman. Okay. <laughs> and he lives in the garage. Okay. And there's a lot of traffic that goes to that garage. That's all I'm saying. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. Keep I explaining. Don't, we the cops are near it a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of traffic. There's a lot of bird scooters that park outside. <laughs> I don't know what transaction's happening. You do. I don't want to know. I mean, you do. I don't know. I don't want to know. But this is... Um, Mel, come explain to him. Yeah, my wife is... Uh, <laughs> is, is uh, listen, we've got an alarm. <laughs> yeah. We've got the ring thing. Simply we safe. Yeah. We feel safe. Hey, simply safe. You want to um, that house every three weeks also tries to sell a full tuba that he puts in the front yard and it has like a price for it. He's been trying to sell what's, this. What's tuba. the price, though? It's like one hundred and fifty. I don't I don't know how that is. On if you get to seventy five, call me. <laughs> call me up. If it gets to seventy five, I'm always in, I'm always in the market. For I hope brass. that nobody hears me with any form of judgment. I'm just telling you why uh, th- there's a lot of police activity. <laughs> In our general neighborhood. Um, so we uh, today's episode is with one of my absolute favorite people. Yes, he's great. Barry Rothbart. Barry and I met uh, working the road at a club called Rooster Tea Feathers mm-hmm. in Sunnyvale, California, which is near San Jose up in the Bay Area. Been there. You have? Yeah, as an audience member. Oh, there you go. Oh, to Rooster Tees. It is yeah, my Rooster favorite Tees, yeah. club that shares a wall with a good year. It is <laughs> good year tires. You don't even see good year tires, right? <laughs> it's a it's a it's a fun club. It's so that's like really close to Facebook and Google like it's yeah. all right there. So, fun club um if uh you know, hopefully we'll be I'll be back there playing again soon in that area. But the Barry and I met there and hung out and connected and he comes down and does my room La stats. Uh, every Tuesday, he doesn't do it every Tuesday. He does about once a year or so. And we yeah. recorded this after he had just headlined and had a really good set. Fantastic. If you don't know Barry, uh, Barry is a really funny guy. He's a great comedian. Um, he uh, is a great actor. He was in Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, he's on the new show. Um, you're looking at me right now like you didn't pay attention during this podcast. I didn't hear the Wolf of Wall Street. You thing. zoned out during this whole I episode that we did with him. I usually do. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> it's, uh, I'm, but you know what? I'm not. I'm not the audience. You're not. He's not a the really audience. fantastic comedian, uh, uh, and he's a great actor. He's in the new uh, Showtime show with Jim Carrey on Kidding. Showtime. Kidding. Heard really, that. really good. Yeah. And we have a really fun, interesting, candid conversation with him about, uh, you know, his childhood relationship with his parents. Also. Um, uh, him and his now wife, they're talking about when they want to have kids. And yeah. He asked me a lot of questions, and it's a great episode. So I hope you guys enjoy it. He was definitely like the the most engaged 
He was he was asking you questions, which was like he a was. cool like yeah, yeah, which is great because I'm a narcissist <laughs> and I'm like how Every can time I, I look make over. this podcast more about me? Just so you know, when when I'm watching when they're recording the podcast, I look over and I just see Dustin just itching his neck, just be yes. like, "Are you gonna ask me?" About Every me? third question is, "Do you have any questions for me?" Yeah. <laughs> I have to cut out. I have to edit so much of Dustin being like, so anyways, my anyways, life. Yeah, that's exactly how I talk. <laughs> so we hope you guys enjoy this conversation with Barry. You can find him on Instagram at Barry Rothbard, as well as Twitter at Barry Rothbard. That is B-A-R-R-Y Rothbard, R-O-T-H-B-A-R-T. Really funny guy and a really fun episode. Also, if you have not already followed us on Twitter, at don't make me pod uh, or giving us a like on Facebook, please yeah. do. More importantly than all those things, if you're sitting here thinking, man, I love this podcast, how can I help this podcast? Uh, if you have not subscribed, please do so. Yeah. Uh, if you have subscribed uh, or haven't, uh, go ahead and hit that rating. Leave yeah, us a little review. That actually helps a ton. A lot. That honestly helps a ton. And Steven's trying to quit his job um, <laughs> because his mom and his boss, and she is a real yeah. taskmaster. Yeah. Master, masker. taskmaster. She's a t- she mask masks tasker. The tasks. Also, um, <laughs> Barry has a uh, podcast. A podcast. All right. Words are so hard. Called Saving the World, which you guys can check out as well. Yeah. So uh, we hope you guys enjoy this episode. Thanks so much for tuning in. And uh, that's it. That's all I got. Any questions for me? Oh, my God. Okay. Enjoy. Did you oh, hear yeah? that uh, Kevin Spacey's last movie? He know he released a movie a few months ago? That he was in, starring in Billionaire, Billionaire Boys Club. Club. Yeah. Did you read about how much it made the first it, week? Yeah, like it set the record for the l- less. It was one hundred and forty-six dollars. <laughs> and for a which weekend. does beg the question, who saw it? So they said there was released in ten theaters in the United States, and that must mean what? It's like sixteen dollars a ticket or so. You do the math. Like eight people saw it, and it was available on Movie Pass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That was the only movie yeah. you could see on Movie Pass yeah. at that yeah. point. It is the movie that the Menendez brothers saw before they killed their parents, though. That's real talk. Billionaires Boys Club. Yes. Wait, what? The first movie. There's a billion. The first Billionaires Boys Club was a movie that the Menendez brothers saw. Oh, so it was a remake. It's a remake. Uh, I was like, your timeline is not no, lining up. Remake. Yeah. <laughs> they went back in time. No, it's a remake of a movie that the Menendez brothers saw. The week before, the, uh, like two weeks before they killed their parents. Wow, what a what a real interesting reboot. It. It wouldn't it be Diego, weird though if like it. is there a correlation? You know, like wouldn't it be weird if like you looked at people who committed big crimes and like what was the last thing in Netflix queue though? <laughs> it was all billionaire boys club. <laughs> yeah, Osama bin Laden watched it before he did nine eleven. <laughs> <laughs> before he did nine eleven. <laughs> but if it was just even yeah. more arbitrary, you know. Oh yeah, what did the uh, Oklahoma City bomber? Yeah, he just billionaire boys club. Two, no, just yeah. Ren and Stimpy marathon. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I feel like stats are just you know, yeah, they can be made whatever. I love someone was like, I got to reboot billionaire. Boys club. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh god, finally. Hey, we need to get a big name. Yeah. The time. I don't want people to get too uh, caught up with the nostalgia. <laughs> <laughs> and some poor producer, and then. Exciting casting director got him. Like, dude, we need a big name. We got him. We got Spacey. Spacey. We got Spacey. <laughs> Wait, what? Well, all right, let's release it anyway. We've come this far. <laughs> we have to release it. 
So right before you uh, did your Showtime thing, sure, you watched Billionaire Boys Club to like get into character for your role, right? Um, yeah, I'm play. I, I play Kevin Spacey in, <laughs> in uh, the Showtime show. <laughs> that I brought up, I felt bad earlier. I was like, "Oh, how's the show coming?" I, and I Why saw him bad? post about it, and I thought it hadn't come out yet. But you told People me people always to get like season. think that like I'll be upset if they don't watch things I'm in, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "You have no f-ing idea how much I don't care if anyone." <laughs> I actually prefer people don't watch it <laughs> because then people can't be like, "I liked it" or "Didn't like it," or it's like easy. You didn't watch it. What do you? Want I don't to- have to then be like, "Oh, did you like?" what ha- you know that's true you know what I mean? it's just easier it's like when people do you still like when people go like hey i want to check you out i want to see your show like like citizens like normal people like as long as there's no follow-up questions. like your like your mom's friends being like i want to see your show yeah your skits. and then yeah your skits but they say to you always as if you're like you can't you just would love for people to see your to come to your show well and i always feel like like well you know the odds of it being a good show yeah <laughs> and also i want strangers i don't yeah. want like I don't want like my wife's friends to see me. Yeah, I like when they go. Uh, so when's your next show? Yeah, <laughs> I got a lot. I mean, yeah. what, do you want to come yeah. to chronologically the next one? Yeah. <laughs> I do them most yeah. nights. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that. It's like I don't need you to watch it, man. You're fine. Yeah. It's like the the one rating won't do anything for me. It's for the best. Yeah. We say that on the podcast, and that uh, honestly, just subscribe and rate it. And download it, but don't listen to don't this listen. garbage. No, don't listen to any podcast. And then the next time that you yeah. see me, you feel like you got to <laughs> talk about it. No, just put it on mute. Let's get the listen. I have a so theory that, that actually no sponsor. one has ever listened to a comedy podcast. <laughs> ever. Since comedy podcast. Maybe WTF. I think a few people, but no no one has ever listened to a podcast. <laughs> I've listened to the show fake. one time. Be honest with you, I've listened to. It Have one you listened time. to any comedy podcast? I know you've listened yeah. to WTF. Yeah, I listened. Or you yeah. made it weird, but I listen to it like when I'm when I'm at work. You were ke- yeah. texting me all week about Ran Azizi's. Ran Azizi's. Ran Azizi's. Yeah. Hear me this book. Mm-hmm. Because Eric Eric Griffin's on there, and it was weird because I just saw Eric Griffin. It'd be great if we could get a guest like that. Amen. I'm sorry. That's on you. <laughs> I just pressed record. That's all I do. To Kathy Griffin. <laughs> Married. Oh, they're married. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> he took her name. Yeah. <laughs> um, so how are you? I'm good, man. Thanks for doing the show tonight. <laughs> I appreciate that you loud? coming I out. just hit the mic. Hey, that's hey. when we started. You is wanted to start. Doing? It doesn't start until we do a question. <laughs> I, I touched your shoulder earlier and you did not like it. Are you uh, not like touch? I don't like touch. No. Uh, I like Tell touch that, if it's Barry. intentional. I don't like kind of. I like, intentionally touched you. It wasn't no, an accident. but like, like if if there's like a an in, like a hug. I like hugs. Okay. I don't like like being poked or a touched tickle, or like tickled <laughs> against my will, or especially you know what's weird is like after shows, a lot of times audience members when they see you after a show will come up to you, especially at clubs like in the Midwest for some reason, and they'll just like start touching you. Like they'll put their arm around you. Oh yeah. Or they'll like they'll rub the shoulder. Yeah. They'll a little be like, bit. Hey, what's up? Or, you know, like a, a, a woman will kind of grab your arm and pull mm-hmm. you over to talk to her friends or like, and I hate, hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> I can't. It is so it. weird that it's they like, feel like it's okay. Yeah. Just like, Oh, I can touch him. 
I heard him talk, so now I can just physically. Yeah, I I almost like I pet. almost pushed a woman's hand off of me at, after a show at Comedy on State in Madison once. <laughs> she was like, somehow she like put her hand on me, and my gut reaction was just to be like, like <laughs> no, reflex, and I like pushed her hand off, and it was like <laughs> odd. Yeah, it's I don't like it. Why do you think they I do like it? I liked when you touched me earlier. <laughs> I thought that was fine. To I be re- honest. I well, I rejected I, he was sitting on the couch here and I I tried to give him a hug and he rejected it. But then <laughs> it you was just a fun rejection. two arm wrapped around my waist. Yeah, I like, like that. A I like to be in power. Head. That's what it is. I don't like I like to be the one hugging. <laughs> Not getting hugged. <laughs> as long as I'm the alpha yeah, in yeah. the situation, yeah, I initiate move, that. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, how's that work out with the wife? Is Oof. she the same way? Does she like to? Does she like touch? I just close my eyes and let her do the do the job. I don't know. I don't even know what's happening half the time. That's your same approach to driving. Yeah. You told me <laughs> how you got to drive. Just, yeah. just follow. Just, I hope we get there. <laughs> <laughs> You're treating it as if we have the, yeah. you know, the. Autom- the what's the word I'm looking Autopilot. for? The self-driving cars now. We do, right? You're preparing in advance. Yeah, you know, I heard that self-driving cars, um, they don't allow you to put your hands off the wheel, though, or something like that. Like, your hands have to still be touching the wheel. Okay. I think. Yeah, that defeats the purpose, right? Yeah, because they don't want you to just, like, go to bed or, you know, like... <laughs> They don't want you to just like. You have to be able to correct yeah, it if it has like a complete Yeah, like a Tesla self-driving car, you have to actually like have your hand physically. I guess oh, you could tape your hands to the that's wheel. That's lame. Or, yeah, I'm not feeling it. Yeah, I don't know. So you guys just had your two-year anniversary, though. You and your lady, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, where'd you go? I saw something on the Insta. <laughs> we went to Maine, as you do. Yeah, we were. Um, that's where you're from. We were though, supposed the to go to North Carolina, and then uh, the Florence thing happened. And we Ugh. were like, uh, how dare she? Yeah, we were just like, yeah, we can't risk that. So we went to Maine. And I don't know. It was nice. I don't really know how to vacation anymore. No. Are you good at vacations? They, they're different with the fam, you know. Me and my wife went on one last year and like we weren't, I didn't know what to do. Mm. And we were like in Kauai, like it was like a nice one. Mm. And uh, what do you do? Yeah. yeah. I don't know how to enjoy it. Like after a day or two, I'm just like, I don't know. I feel like I'm missing something. Or- <laughs> I want to do something and do work. I don't know. I'm f***ed up, man. Yeah, do you get antsy? Like I do, yeah. I've talked to my therapist about it. I don't know what it is. What did they say? I can't just like did chill out an for a week. Can you just take a week and be like, I'm not doing anything? No, absolutely not. I can't. People, how do people do that? Even when I was on paternity leave, like when our, our first kid was born and like the day job I had at the time, they give you like oh. a week off. <laughs> you took paternity leave from stand-up. Yeah. Which is funny. <laughs> 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 it was like... <laughs> You just didn't do stand-up. Yeah, the union took care of me. Yeah, yeah. A leave from stand-up is you just don't do stand-up. Yeah, yeah. It's very informal. Yeah. No, I like uh, like two days in, I was like, all right, you got this, right? Babe, I got to go to work. I don't I don't like just doing nothing. Yeah, what do like, we do? We're useless. Well, but especially because the kid doesn't care about me. Two days old, and I don't That's care about it. That's the thing, it. man. It's like it's, you really yeah. To tell it smiles, it's not human. I'm thinking about having a kid, and now, and I'm like, what? At what age do you start enjoying a kid? Six like, months. Like really enjoying. About forty five years old. Like you personally, or when at the age when of the, the child. With what? How old is the kid when you start enjoying it? Yeah, six months. Yeah. I don't. Me? Yeah. Just still waiting. <laughs> Let's see. My oldest is eleven. Uh, I think like when, when the, you know when you're yeah. like I can uh, well, for me it's a kid it's like. Like one, 
because they start like having more normal like reactive human responses like oh. they're like walking and moving right. and laughing and tickling and they right, engage with right. you before it's like, that it's like having a cat for, yeah that you have to take like really really good care and of. That you are just <laughs> another <laughs> right? like a little bit better than you take care of a normal cat right. yeah but you have to like constantly be monitoring this cat yeah all the time and like a cat that baby does not care about you yeah if you're not mom doesn't care not at all really you're, yeah not at all like oh, that's i don't buy into any of that you know i i talked to him when it was in the womb and it recognized uh, my voice no it comes out and it's home and food source so you just skipped town yeah <laughs> you were just like i don't need to be there i took whatever paternity leave from my family <laughs> <Yeah>. was <laughs> i'm off from work yeah. and yeah like it was like I, that's when you start to enjoy it a little more and it feels a little less like a chore all the time. Mm. Like there are moments of course that are like, Oh my gosh, this is the cutest little thing in the world. But like how much can you stare at a thing and just enjoy it? Like, you know, like, Oh my gosh, this thing's so beautiful and it's this ball of life and it came from you and you and your spouse made it. Or, or yeah. Whatever, and that's, I don't know. You don't just stare at it. Like, Oh my gosh, I'm so, and that doesn't fill you for an hour at a time. You'll just look at them and be like, Oh, you're so cute. But you love it. Of course I love it. Yeah. But I'm just concerned you keep saying it. Well, I have three and kids. I'm not, I'm not going yeah, to say it. Joel. Love I'm not going to name the child. Joel. Joel. Him, yeah. her. Wow, Joel's Them. Guy. Yeah. I, I, was tr- I was trying to talk about it on stage, but it's weird because, and I guess you remember a time before you, you had kids. Mm-hmm. Like Everyone is like, oh, you're going to love, you're going to love having kids. It's going to like change you. Like you're going to, you're going to experience this new love of this kid and you're going to love it so much. But until it happens, you don't love kids. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know how to say it on stage. No, I've been trying I, to that's be, exactly it. You know, like I love my kid, mm-hmm. but it's not like I just go around being like, God, I love my friend's kids and I love this kid I see on the street. Yeah. So until you have your own, you have to just trust that you're going to love kids. Yeah, I have no affection for any child that's not mine. Yeah, including what the f- where nephews am I supposed and to like, nieces. Yeah, <laughs> they're just another child. Yeah, because people needs. are like, "Do you want to have kids? How the f- do I know? How do you know if you want to have kids? You can't go back once you try." I mean, you can't. You know what I mean? Like my friend was like, "Um, you should try babysitting our kid and see if you that's, like it." No, and it's like that is not what having a kid is. Babysitting is good to see if you are responsible enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay let, let me uh babysit it alive for like a year is that what you're saying like, <laughs> let me adopt it long yeah. enough that it starts calling me dad see if i like it yeah <laughs> what it feels as yeah. i'm it's it's guardian and i have to love it equally <laughs> it. yeah more it. more it <laughs> um i i don't know does your wife want you guys want to have kids soon because you yeah. were talking about that on stage yeah right yeah i think i think it's time yeah how do you know uh, there's a clock there's like a literal <laughs> clock that ha- you have to yeah. well she's 32 so we have like a little bit of time but we don't want to be too old uh in case we want another i don't know yeah i think we gotta do it soon see even yeah. see you can you it's it's you speak with yeah, if we have another like, yeah i don't know I, the whole thing's so like foreign furni- you're talking about like furniture yeah like we yeah. want to get this one chair yeah sure but the, that's the thing i'm trying to say is like how do you get excited about it like what am i excited about when i'm like i can't wait i'm gonna have a kid like you're not excited because you haven't met this kid you know <laughs> you're not sure i don't gonna... know who this kid is yeah they might suck how am i supposed to be yeah. excited about it you know like, I'll do it because I don't want to not have a kid. 
I don't want to be like a guy who doesn't have a kid sure. or has never had a kid. Mm-hmm. And I know once I have it, I'll be like, this is great. Like, I love this thing. Yeah. But right now I'm like, yeah, I guess I'll give it a go. You know, <laughs> there's no there's no excitement. I think you'll be. <clears throat> Dude, were you excited to have a kid? Yes. Um, Why? But more excited. Are you, re- for are the you Mormon? Yeah. <laughs> that was, <laughs> yeah. That was uh, so Barry and I have known each other for a couple of years. That was like, hi, I'm Dustin. And then. And he found out I had some kids, and then the next question is, are you Mormon? It's amazing <laughs> how often the question it, it comes up. I was, well, it seems like you're religious. I Yeah, I'm, I'm a Christian. Uh, are you religious? Yeah. Um, uh, is that why you had kids young? Yes and no. I would say the bigger thing, I mean, it's why we got married young, uh. you know, because we were like, you got to wait till marriage. And we'd been married like, we'd been like together for like two and a half years. And I was like, the ages 16 through 18, I was like, uh-huh. Okay, so let's get married. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty you, pretty antsy, <laughs> you know. Because you have to. Yeah, yeah. So we, that was kind of what fueled getting married. But we had been together. It wasn't like a, you know, like hey, we just met in youth group. Let's get married next month. We'd been together for a couple years. Arranged. It was an arranged. It marriage. was an arranged marriage. <laughs> yes. Um, what was the dowry? <laughs> two cows. Ooh. Um, and <laughs> uh, but it wasn't why we had kids early. We, I didn't want to be old dad. That's I'd never want to be old dad. Like, I love that. Like, I played on the trampoline with my kids today, you know, because like I, you know, I felt like even though my dad wasn't that old, uh, isn't that much like when I was young, he just like wasn't like really physical and able to like play with me a lot. And he was like in pain a lot and his back hurt because that's a really good point. And that's it's so fun to like wrestle with your kids and play catch with your kids and like. Like actually, not just like and do like really physical stuff. Like be able to beat him, beat him, and wrestle him. Be able to beat him. Yeah, that's what it is. Power slam and the whole thing. All right, can you answer some questions for me? Yes, I'm so happy. I. So, is it good for your career to have a kid? I've heard some people be like, it's pretty. It helps your career. How do they say it helps? I wonder. Because it like gives you like a deeper motivation or like a deeper purpose, and you don't worry about the small stuff as much. Yeah. And then like. Uh, who said i think louis ck actually said it somewhere that like once he had kids his career like i can say louis ck <laughs> uh, we're gonna bleep that just <laughs> make a note he has to say what we draw the team 34 bleep out the name we already had to cut all the spacey stuff <laughs> <laughs> um i don't know yeah did you find like a new motivation to like well succeed? i i didn't comedy was before i had kids so i had two kids when we started coming so i don't know but i will say that i think the fact that you know i had a family and i'd been married for a while when i started i had like i think an urgency that guys that didn't have that like because i had like within the first year i was like i have to figure out how to make this work or i can't do it you know like i can't just go and do open mics all the time and just like lose money and hemorrhage cash in the name of it my keeps you dreams. focused on like yeah. the goal and i think that money yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah well yeah to be professional yeah. that was the main goal like can i you know and so there were things that i i feel like because i was working from that like i just kind of learned the business side of it faster sure. and part of it was because i was older too yeah. i was like, old but i was 27 like you know at 27 like you at least have some idea of how the world works and so I was like, oh, this probably is booked yeah. by someone. And this is like, I was decent, yeah. at, you know, like as opposed to like the 19 year old open micers who probably take more risks on stage. And, I, yeah. You know, but don't understand like some just like the human nature of it. Like, 
you know, there's. And gatekeep- you already had like you were like an adult. You had kids. Yeah, yeah. I'd been married for nine years yeah. and we had two kids. <laughs> when I do you feel started more, do you feel like more it was like embarrassing? A, yeah. Like a real like established adult now that when you have kids, like like you walk into a room and you're like. I'm I'm not a I'm not to be toiled with. I'm a father. <laughs> I wear a shirt that says not to be toiled. Like you know with. what I mean? It's like, you know, you're not some dumb kid. You're a dad. I would say know? I did before I was a professional comedian. You did what? And uh, felt more like a responsible adult in a room. Yeah. And now I feel like I have no credit whatsoever. They're like <laughs> <laughs> You know, like I dropped yeah. my girls my girl glory off at school and I uh and like I'm like, everyone knows. I'm late half the time. Oh. <laughs> You're <laughs> a bad dad. The office yeah. people are just looking at me like, it's 830. You can't get him. You live across the street from the yeah. school and you couldn't get him by 830. And they all know I'm going back yeah. to bed as soon as I can. Oh, man. <laughs> so I think when I was middle managing at a rec center and I had kids and I was, you know, uh, like had a normal job and a normal life, maybe a little bit. But I You're don't like, I, yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like that'll add it to your life if you have a kiddo? Like now, everyone's toiling with you now, but once you have a kid, uh, <laughs> bring an end to the toiling. <laughs> yeah. You know, I feel like I'm probably going to have a, uh, I guess, a bigger purpose. I don't know. Like, because sometimes when you don't have kids, you don't have kids, right? No, we're trying, though. You're trying. Yeah. So we got to hurry this up. So right now. We're trying yeah. right now. Yeah, it's like I, I feel like you kind of can can be like, what's the who cares about stuff? And then like when you have a kid, you're like, I have to care. I have this purpose and this thing I love. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like I think too much about myself. And that the kid dogs help. help me. <clears throat> when I got dogs, I was like, I could think about something else now. Right. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I think that that's a common like refrain. That's true. When people talk about kids. Mm help you think bigger than yourself yeah and it's not out of like some like moralistic you're better than people that don't have kids now it's literally just now you have this thing that you have to provide for like you'll get in trouble or you're the worst human alive you'll get in trouble if it dies well or you're just the like nobody like the worst thing that you can tell somebody is that they're a bad parent even like even if you know you're a bad parent if somebody (laughs) it hurts so bad if somebody hints at it or like like people get so yeah, defensive but here's the thing it's like what's a bad parent really like what's you know obvious there's obvious ones it's mm-hmm. like you know if you punch your kid you know, i guess if right. you punch him a certain level where of, did you punch him how where hard did, did you punch, punch him? him like you know kid touchers are bad kid like, touchers like you know there's like bad there's like bad but then if you eliminate that it's like what's really a bad parent right there's like Wait, you know, you, you you didn't give them enough attention on certain days or, you know, like what is it? I don't know. What is a bad parent? Like, I, yeah, what? I think it's any form of abuse and neglect in it. But if you can do your best to not emotionally or physically abuse. But like what? There's like what's neglect, you know, like I was neglected, I guess. Yeah. I remember there was like I would go weeks without my mom talking to me. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> like as a kid. <laughs> Like we would, you know, she'd give food, you know, and be like, "Here, you know, like she'd give food." Maybe you, you know? were, would you ever think you were a boring kid? Oh, <laughs> uh-huh. so maybe that's what it was. Steven, you can't insult the guest. Like well, that. you want me to be honest? Uh, yes. Tw- Twenty-two fifty-two. Uh, check that, that off. Yes, that. you were. I was pretty positive I was a boring kid. Yeah. <laughs> Parents yeah. said that. 
Um, Mom, you never talked to me. Well, you're pretty boring. Yeah. Can't say anything okay, to good. say. Could you come Maybe up I'll with... do comedy one day. <laughs> Could you come up yeah. with some good stories, Barry? Give me a joke. <laughs> Give me some anecdote. But then, like, here's the thing. If you're the, the best parents, which is like, I'm just going to be so attentive and, you know, so, teach them so much empathy and be so supportive and be there and be everything. And then, then you have, like, either a boring kid or a weirdo, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Isn't that what happens? I think that's the stats. Yeah, a good parent, you make a boring kid or a weirdo. But I think a boring kid's okay. No, what's no, the goal? No. What's that? That's the question. What's the goal in parenting? Just to keep them alive <laughs> like, long enough, right? <laughs> How long? Like if you get to fourteen, you're like that was 18, a good run. Legally. Eighteen, right? <laughs> Isn't it? What's your goal? I mean, to have them be happy, right? But then what's happy? It's like, you know. If if they have too much of a uh, of a sense of self, mm-hmm. then maybe they won't be happy for a while because there's a huge letdown. Yeah, <sighs> happiness is is I, I I don't I don't think you can parent happiness. I don't think you can put that in a child. Right. So what you do know? you do? I don't. My goal, like I shouldn't say goal, because I don't want to speak about them like they're like my quarterly business numbers. No, but you, <laughs> you, know? you have to have a my goal. hope yeah. is that my are like virtues for my kids that I would that they are kind and that they work hard you know like that's that's all that you but can how do you really teach help. that do you show it or do you, you tell it you show it and you tell it yeah I think you instill it in them like my son plays a lot of sports empathy is a big one empathy and I think that that's where it fuels from yeah and there's like a thousand little lessons like word and thing we're talking about with our two oldest kids right now because there's a little distance so 11 8 and 4 is playing with a four-year-old and they're like well those are little kids and so we talk about the virtues of like being young at heart like, but look how happy you can make her yeah. if you just put this thing aside and you go play with her little Paw Patrol toys and you will be young at heart, just like I'm young at heart with you, you know, like there are, and I play with you, like I don't want to play Barbies. So there are times like that where you're trying to teach kindness, but like through this. They're showing her. Yeah. So those are I don't think hopes. my parents showed me any of that. No, <laughs> I don't think mine did either. <laughs> I really don't think they did. I think every, we got it all wrong. Then. So I think are every, they bad parents? You know, it's well, like. Well, you answer that. I don't know. Are your parents bad parents? I don't know. I like who I am. Yeah. I, I guess. Is that because of them? Does it, or, do, you know, I guess everyone has problems. I go to therapy and I have to talk about a lot of issues I have. But mm-hmm. does ever, I think everyone has that. I don't know. I don't know if they're I bad. I think everybody has that. Yeah. yeah. But. I do you, know that there, you know, did you see the Mr. Rogers documentary i did not because i couldn't emotionally do it because everyone told it like it wrecked me and i was like on the road when it was in theaters and i was like i can't yeah, i just hate you hate mr rogers no so i love mr rogers <laughs> but it's like a heart it's like you're yeah. just gonna ball the whole time right like no. i oh i already cry when i'm on the road so i, I do too <laughs> yeah, i really do we need to work together yeah i really do cry a lot i'm so sad the road is brutal man <laughs> it's i so mean hard. people don't talk enough about how brutal the road is as a comedian it is the only i've i think i've i tried to do a joke about this too once that it's the really the only job where you have to be that alone mm. you know where there's no interaction like I, I can't think of another job like that right no where you don't have anyone working with you no, you don't talk to anyone for your job. You could be like, oh, you're a traveling journalist. At right. least then you're interviewing people. Yeah. Right? People who travel a lot. Now, when they get there, they have people they talk to. Yeah. So we if don't. you're traveling for a business, you have coworkers that you meet or a business meeting yeah. or something. But comedians don't have any of that. Mm-hmm. There's none of that. You're just 
stopping it. There's times on the road where I just wouldn't talk to another human being until I'm on stage doing an hour of stand-up. <laughs> Which and is how for a whole back. day. Yeah. And then you go straight back to and the hotel. And then you go straight back to your hotel. There's well, nothing it, like that. And the options of who you can talk to aren't usually great options. Okay, so yeah, there's uh, Panera Bread cashier. <laughs> <laughs> who also yeah. bartends at the yeah. club. Front desk. <laughs> Front desk at the hotel, if you have a hotel. Um, club owner, which is like, oof. I've know. small chatted with maids before. I've just been like, <laughs> they'd swing by. And I'd be like, this coffee. Time's huh? up, dude. Time's up. I mean, up. what do you think of the coffee, man? I think it's great. <laughs> do you want to come in for a cup? Do you no, want to- <laughs> no, don't do it. Because no, no. <laughs> you, you get starved for yeah. human attention. And yeah. I just don't like. I know, yeah. When I saw uh, Berbiglia's last movie, the one about the improv troupe, Don't oh, Think yeah. Twice. Did mm-hmm. you see it? Yeah. I saw it and I was doing a sad weekend in Tucson, Oof. as all the weekends in Tucson are. And I just bawled my I couldn't. Because that's like a horror story, that movie. It's like as a comedian or as like an artist of like some of your friends make it and some of you keep serving samples at the grocery store and you're going to have some falling out with your friends and then the person who makes it isn't actually even happy. Right. And I'm like, this is Wasn't too much. was the, the, the ending of the story he turns down SNL or something? I think he like gets SNL, like, but he's not happy. And then like no, the no, one that like, they... No, character like was offered an SNL job and he was like, no thanks. I'm going to do local theater in Pittsburgh. No, no, no. Like... She, I think. Oh. She, she doesn't go to the audition. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She, or she walks out because she's like, like, I just want to do yeah, my yeah, one. No, no. <laughs> the goal is money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the thing is a lot of comics who I know have auditioned for or tried to audition for SNL, they're like, I don't even think I want it. Like, they're like, do you really want SNL? It's like, oh, I hear it's like so stressful. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Of, of course Let's you want Let's see wanna. when you're offered SNL what happens, you know? I don't even know if I want it. Yeah. Were you ever asked to audition? No. Yeah. No, of course not. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, so the – the Mr. Rogers doc, I, he, there's a point in there that I've actually heard this too, that there's a point in a kid's development where they have to be given unconditional confidence and support. Hmm. And that's how you make a good person hmm. or like a healthy person. Did you like feel from like the age of like two to seven or something? Well, you have to like just like, I already blew it on two like of my kids. Never. <laughs> seems like too you much. have to just be like, you are amazing. Yeah. Everything you do is great. You're so special. You're supported. Don't be scared of anything. And if they don't get that, then you kind of get stuck in a certain part of childhood for the rest of your life, oh, which is like what happened to me and probably a million other people is like, I don't think I got that. Mm. So I'm still craving things that I should have gotten then. Yeah. Which is why I do this, you know, because <laughs> you need that affirmation. <laughs> you need it. Yeah. For real. Yeah. Well, I, they said that in the Mr. Rogers thing is like, that's what he tried to do. That was his mission was to just make kids feel like they were okay and mm. special and you know, all that. I think that's why I do stand up too. I think that there were voids that yeah. I had that from my parents' divorce and because my parents split when I was like five. Four for me. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, that was the every other weekend thing with the mom. And, you know, she was doing her best, but she had some, you know, I wasn't seeing her a whole lot. And, and you just, you know, you look back and like, you know, for years, like five through eight to not be getting a lot of hugs, you know, and true. And like my dad was, you know, doing his best. And but, you know, he's a single dad. He's 
he doesn't really have the tools to and you kind sense of, it yeah yeah i think if you can kind of make kids not feel that and not mm. understand that you know i think people on like participation trophies and stuff but yeah i think that's necessary for a certain age and then yeah. after they get to a certain age you could explain to them how much the world sucks yeah <laughs> and you could kind of let them in a little on it yeah but i think but if, why once earlier? they get to that yeah. to that point they can process it a little better i yeah. i i've heard so many people rant against the participation trophy and i'm so with you there is no harm in that none there's none yeah and you know what like even if you're getting them when you're a little older you know if you lost yeah. There were plenty of times I got a participation trophy and I didn't keep it because yes. I was like, I didn't win the game. We lost 11-0. I know what <laughs> losing feels like. Like, yeah. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> yeah. But also, like, they will understand losing. Yeah. You know, it's like... When they're ready to understand yeah. losing. Yeah, you don't you need don't, to... <laughs> yeah, there's not like you go through life and you're just like, like I, I've never lost until yeah. I was 21. Yeah. And you I'm know, like, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, you know what... My parents divorced when I was five. I know yeah. life can be a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> How about yeah. you give me How about you just like let me play soccer and enjoy it? Yeah. <laughs> How about I get a trophy and a pizza party yeah. at Godfather's? Yeah. Because things are a little rough. Yeah, right now. yeah. I, it's so stupid. My nephew was uh he used to be a gymnast and he was like a, a nationally ranked gymnast for a while and they used to give tro- they used to give humble brag. They used to give uh had something to do with it. I had hella to do with it. Uh but they used to give uh Ella. The what you call it, the the ribbons the medals down to like like sometimes tenth place sometimes mm-hmm. and some he just wouldn't go up sometimes uh, if he got like if he got like a go. sixth place one he's like I'm not going up they there they get it he's like I'm not gonna do that they yeah. totally get it he's like he didn't want to go up there for a third place one because he's like dude if I don't if I'm not winning like yeah. it's like <laughs> and I was like but I thought about me as like a little kid I'd be like if it had been like thirteenth place I'd been like yeah. yes this is me yeah. Stephen English <laughs> give me it right now. I needed it. I think that he if you can it, provide a household where your kids feel loved and cherished and protected and there will be full of imperfections and failures. I think I carry a lot of shame when I make mistakes as a parent. You know, I yell at my kids. I get mad or especially with your first kid when you really are just figuring it out. And we were really young too, we were like 23, you know, just like, how do we handle this? What are we supposed to do with this? And you just, you, you. And you don't realize that, like, there's no one way to parent. Kids are too different. You're different. It's about finding out what's, at least for us, what's right for them and what's right for you and what you're comfortable and what they're responsive to. And, you know, you have three kids. They're being raised in the exact same scenario, and they're all wildly different and all wildly responsive to different things. And so a lot of time when I'm feeling, like, ashamed as a parent because of my mistakes that I've made or I've been too harsh or, you know, whatever it may be, like, that's what I kind of come back to as, like, you know, are, am, do they feel loved? Do they feel cherished? Yeah. Do they feel protected? Yeah. Or do they have an active lifestyle? Do we encourage, yeah. you know, kindness and these type things? And that's like the best you can do. And and know and that then you hit them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you, I know that they'll be in. I know that they'll be in therapy. I hope that they're in therapy later. Sure. You know, I hope that whatever scars we put on yeah. them, they work out. You know, because there's just no such thing as a perfect yeah, child. Really. My parents were overbearing. It's yeah. like, well, I'm complaining about my parents being absent. What a so, you know, it's like, what a life of the, a therapist. Like yeah. this person in here, just before about, you. Do you go to therapy? I don't know. I think about like can't man, afford it. It's some of the shit I complain about me. is like, yeah. who knows? I, in the scheme of things, it's like, how do you fucking listen to this all day? Yeah. Like I'm complaining about my manager, and it's like, <laughs> come on, man. That's an LA therapist yeah, thing. I, bet I know so what you must hear. Ugh. 
Um, yeah. But that's the that it's that what you're saying is exactly what makes a good therapist is what makes a good parent is that when they bring something to you, you don't belittle their problems. Mm. And that's what I'm trying to understand more as a parent, especially mm. with my boy, who you're like, you want to do that old, like, man up, kid. And you're yeah. like, no, man, this was really hard for him. That's yeah. why he's crying. Yeah. Don't just hit him. Listen. <laughs> Active listening. And yeah. then when the hour's up, get really cold. <laughs> hey, this is about our, our time is almost up. So. <laughs> I'm going on paternity That's leave. That's the weirdest thing with my therapist. It's like, whenever that hour's up, man, it gets weird. It's just like, it's over. Like, when it's over, it's over. I've tried asking, like, one more question after the time's up. And yeah. he's just like, we'll talk about it next week. Like, All right. Let's just get the f*** out of here. I had this thought that I've, I've thought about doing in a bit, but, like, of... If my kids do, like, I think if you go to therapy and you're complaining about your childhood, then your parents should be there to tell their side of the story. Mm. <laughs> like, what really happened? Yeah. Leading up to it. Like, yeah. do they have, like, they some... Do. There's family therapy. Yeah. I think yeah. it'd be good because I, I wonder, like, is the... If, like, you tell a story to your therapist or I do or whatever, that therapist never what they're trying... They never wonder if it's true. They just assume it it's true. Matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And so you could be in there lying. Well, the thing, here's the, what I've noticed is like it, truth does not matter in therapy. What matters is what you perceive as true because they're trying to change your truth. Hmm. So basically the, the what I've understood is the kind of basis for therapy is that you you created a roadmap when you were a kid for what life should be and it's wrong. Seriously, it's you like created it. People, humans create a roadmap. Like, this is what will make people love me. This is what oh. will make people think I'm interesting. This is why people hate me. This is what life is like. This is how I should do this. Right. And you create it at a young age based on falsities, based on mm. false assumptions. You know, like you'll be like, I'm unloved, <laughs> so I need to make people love me somehow. And then for the rest of your life, you'll go with this roadmap being like, I have to convince people to love me. Which is why you're which is comedian. like, no, which is like a f***ed up lesson to learn. Mm -hmm. And then one day someone has to be like, no, 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 no. That's the wrong way to look at it. People will just inherently like you or not like you. You don't have to like beg for people to like you <laughs> as like a rule. Yeah. You know? And that takes a while to learn that. Is there so any... it's like not about what's true. It's about basically like what do you think is true? Because it's not true. Most right. of the shit we worry about is not true. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder is, I mean, is there any way to help a child to not have that? Like you said, if it's based on falsities. and No, they're going to just learn false things and they're going to just take it through life. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of what, what growing up is. Because, yeah, your brain, you take in these things when you, yeah, you just take it as is. Yeah. You have that experience. You get bullied in second grade. Yeah. And you just learn a, and you're like, something wrong. Right. Yeah. It's like I took my uh, I, my dogs. I adopted them from a shelter. Mm -hmm. And uh, forever, um, I'll, I'll be done in a second. No. <laughs> <laughs> you guys both just no. do that. I just I just go give you the light. <laughs> So do your dogs from the shelter. Anyway, so my dog, uh, what's going on there? Yeah, they're running a coffee shop. Oh, doesn't sound like how you run a coffee shop. <laughs> yeah, uh, you just bang things around. Anyway, my dog Oreo, for like a while, would every time we put food down, he would just eat it as fucking 
fast as he could, <laughs> right? Because he was taught like there was like a period. I think he they were there was maybe a communal feeding or something. So you just got to get it. So he learned the lesson while he was in the shelter that food has to be eaten fast, right? And he it took him like a year to learn not that that's not what how you eat food. And I think we're kind of like that. Like mm. we have these really false things that we've learned that are just not true and we just keep doing them. Yeah. You know, like we keep being like, I have to eat this food fast or like I have to quickly make sure people like me. But All yeah. these f- up things that we learn. Yeah. And then you have to kind of figure out what's the truth. You know, it's funny when you talk that story, mine lesson and uh, one of the false things is I, the same as your dogs is you have to eat the food while you have it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have to really eat it. Cause fast. I was raised by a single dad. Yeah. It's like, we get like a meal a day. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but, I don't know if he's going to eat this later, yeah. if Jessica's going to come home as my sister or Uncle Butch living downstairs. Yeah. If he gets in a drunken stupor, I learned, he'll somehow eat it. I learned a lesson that you have to eat to make yourself happy, <laughs> like way beyond when you're full. <laughs> like you just have to keep going. And then one day maybe you'll feel comfortable. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. There's just no logic. Yeah. To that. <laughs> no, I don't know. I eat, I eat to feel happiness. So we all have our things. Yeah. Do you think, I mean, it sounds like, I mean, the therapy and stuff that you're doing, I mean, it's, it's great to do that work before you have a kid to have a better understanding of your childhood and what you went through and to talk through these things. And you know, you'll hit them less. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. At least less hard. hard. Same amount, (laughs) same, same frequency, just a little less hard. (coughs) Open hands. No, I would never hit kids. I hope you guys don't either. I don't hit my kids. That's good. No, I will hit other kids. Yeah, I've hit, I've hit <laughs> Dustin's kids hack. before. Uh, Such a hack. That's good. That's <laughs> a you know, you said you have the affection for other kids. Mm-hmm. None for the other kids. I'll, any kid. You'll just discipline. That's I a Karen. Ron, that is a straight only. Karen Rontowski yeah. joke. <laughs> she did that on Letterman. Oh, really? Yeah. I was in a Walmart the other day, and I was. I mean, I've already given away the punchline at this point. Yeah. And I was so mad and my kids that I took a hanger off the rack and I just started hitting them, and then I was like, wait. I don't have kids. <laughs> that's good. Hey, that's, that's uh, not as good as your punchline. <laughs> Take that, Karen Rontowski. That was like you knocking on the door. <laughs> you missed it earlier. There he comes in. He's doing this bit. Knocks on this little door. Is this wood? Like, it's funny. We're all laughing. And then. And then I was like, Nick Rutherford does this joke. <laughs> have you ever heard this joke where he uh, he's like, this is what every dad's like. And they come in and they knock on the wall. And they're like, is this wood? What is this? Oak? And it was literally the bit. I it, just was the exact- it was like, not like it was like that was inspired by that bit. I literally did Nick Rutherford's bit. <laughs> yeah. What I was going to say earlier is when you were talking about uh, whether you're going to be excited about kid, okay, what I found and I think this was especially true as I got a little bit older with our second and third kids is the um, the experience from when you find out that, you know, your uh, partner is pregnant, like the euphoria kicks in in this weird, almost metaphysical, unexplainable way. And because you can objectively look a scenario like you're saying of like, I don't know that I would be that excited about this. And then you, this person that you love and you're spending your life with and you're committed to has life in them. And you're like, oh my gosh. And then it kind of starts to kick and you see the pregnancy and then the labor and then the child's there. Like it it is, you're exactly right. You, cause, cause I'll, when I don't care when my friends have kids, I don't send a text. I don't care. (laughs) I, 
<laughs> well, especially if I get, you know, all my Christian friends are like five, six in. Uh, you're like, oh, enough. Enough. Uh, what, are you, what are you trying to prove? Yeah. There's nothing. This isn't a contest. That's another thing. I know none of my friends will listen to this, but they're... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, maybe that's right. You insulted know. him. He insults the podcast. Um, there, I feel like I can't understand. Like, there's a, there's a certain pride that parents now, uh, who I know, have in photos of their kids, mm-hmm. where they'll show it to me and they'll be like, "Do you believe this? Look at this face that they made." And then it's like, "Look at this other face." Yeah. And it's like, "Look, they were laying down." It was like, "Look, they were sitting up," and it's like, "I don't get it. I yeah. don't." It's like odd. Like you don't I feel can't it. see it. Like I can't understand why it's so mind blowing to you these photos. Yeah. And I guess I'll understand when it's my kid. I'll be like, this photo. Look at, look at him. He's smiling, and now he's like not smiling. <laughs> and now you know, <laughs> he does both. He does yeah. all the emotions. Do you understand? Frowns. He smiles. Yeah. And like doesn't how smile. crazy is this kid? How cute is this? But to me, I'm like, this is just a kid. It looks yeah. like any kid. You're just showing me a photo of a kid. <laughs> just a kid. I don't know that. And yeah. actually, it would it would almost be weird if you were super into it. <laughs> yeah, that's show the me bit. more. Yeah, <laughs> show me more. Oh my God! Wait, wait, hold on. Let me see. And I zoom in. <laughs> You're telling the dad. I don't think you appreciate this kid enough. <laughs> This kid, you he needs more from you. Yeah. I can give this kid what you're not yeah, giving him. That's it. great. That's give my email. Let me give my email. You can shoot those over to me. <laughs> Barry, I think you're gonna be a great dad. Oh, thank you. I can't Finally. I think it's gonna be a great year Finally, for you. Someone said it. Just don't tell <laughs> Dustin because he won't care. <laughs> when it happens. I care enough about you that uh, your first kid. The first kid yeah. of a dear friend yeah. I'll care about. Okay. Steven, no. I didn't even get invited to his wedding. All right, you gonna you're babysit? Not, you're not. You're not coming to the uh, baby shower. No, either, my so. oldest child will babysit. Oh, good. Oh, okay. nice. You can yeah. pay him less than minimum wage, <laughs> and it'll Perfect. be the most money he's ever yeah. heard of. <laughs> All right. You and offer then, a kid. Uh, you offer an 11 year old ten dollars. It's an. That's in, infinity. You offered yeah. them infinity money yeah. right there. All right. Thanks for doing this, buddy. Thank you, man. This was. This was a lot of fun. <laughs> You can see me at Lestats on uh, (laughs) (laughs) once every nine to ten months. Once every nine to ten months. All right. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. If you have not done so already, please rate and subscribe. Follow us on all the social medias and share with all of your friends. Also, if you want to shoot us a note, uh, you can email us at don'tmakemecomebacktheir at gmail.com. Also, if you enjoyed this episode and you have not done so already, please go back and listen to all the episodes we've done before. Thanks so much, everybody.